All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. I got straight up manhandled this week, along with a lot of other naughty activities. Before we get to that, though, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. If you guys aren't familiar with Cassidy, it is an ever-growing online community of lifestylers, and it makes it easier than ever before to find other open-minded, sexually adventurous people, whether it's in your area or while you're traveling. One of my favorite features of Cassidy is their communities. If there's something you're interested in, if you go to a club off or if you just want to see how people are interacting and mixing and mingling where you live, communities on Cassidy are a great way to make that happen. And best part is you can try it free for an entire month. All you have to do is go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's frontporchswingers.com. Click on the Cassidy banner to get started with a free month of all of their services. See if you enjoy it as much as we do. I'm quite sure you will. And we hope to see you there. This has been a fucking whirlwind of a week. I'm exhausted. Jesus. I'm sore. I'm happy. I am thoroughly fucked in the best possible ways. It's been fun. I think this has been a, a week a week of emotions, to say the least. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Right? Total sluttiness, for sure. Both of us, but you particularly. <laughs> really excited about a lot of stuff. Super disappointed in some other things. Tired full of energy and then not. I mean, it's just like there's just so much that has happened. It's hard to even figure out how I feel right now. Like as we sit here doing this, I don't I don't know exactly how I feel. Yeah, I don't either. I feel like my head is in a million different directions. And even coming to the studio today to record, I was like, I don't know what we're going to even say because so much has happened. Well, yeah, and there's it's impossible to 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 lay it all out. Right. I mean, because if we if we were to talk about all of the shit that has gone on like professionally in the last seven days, it's going to be two fucking entire shows. There's just no way to, to explain it all or to, to go over it all and, and do it cogently. And it just doesn't make sense, you know? There, but there's also so much good shit that's happened. And then there's so much of it that we can't possibly go over that either. I know. Not in one shot. Anyway. It's so crazy. This is going to be a jam-packed episode. So first of all, I want to know what you thought of last episode because you were not a part of it. No, I was Susan not. Susan was obviously our guest in the studio and she and I had a conversation not only about her and your dynamic, but about her and your fucking. So what was that like to listen to? So I had to listen to it in two pieces because obviously, as a lot of people know that listen to the show, I do not listen to our show because I don't like the sound of my own recorded voice. So I don't really have to, I don't set out time to listen to stuff. And so I had to do it in two sections. And then of course I had to, I wanted to listen to the bonus episode, which was really the thing I wanted to hear the most, honestly. So I loved it. And the, the feedback that I got from people was, I mean, it was just awesome. They absolutely enjoyed thoroughly hearing you two just banter back and forth. I thought it was a great episode. I learned some things from it, obviously. And just and really just in listening to you guys talk and getting each of your perspectives. But it was unique because there obviously were times where you were talking about me and I'm not used to hearing that. And you're like, what the fuck? There's two women that I fuck actively that are talking about me. Yeah. And I was like, at any point, I'm wondering if they're going to throw Jade in the mix here. She's going to be a guest star and, and uh, start, you know, talking shit too. So We were not know. talking shit. No, I know. But it's just one of those things you don't, I'm just not accustomed to it. It's not normal. It doesn't, you know. It, <laughs> it's it definitely not normal. It didn't sit well with me at first <laughs> to think about it because I was like, oh man, do I really want to hear this? My, you know, like how bad is this going to be? But it was really fucking good. And I enjoyed the shit out of it. In fact, so much so that you and I are talking about doing that occasionally and throwing out a bonus episode where if someone is in town and we can bring them in the studio doing that kind of, uh, that kind of content. But, uh, yeah, listen, I loved it. I thought it was fucking great. You guys did an amazing job. She did outstanding for not ever really doing this before. I mean, she's done some radio. But she's a fucking natural. She yeah. killed it. Yeah, she was a pro, man. And, I, you know, listen, it just that episode, in case anyone doesn't truly understand, that really does encompass the large 
majority of why I enjoy her so much as a person, why I adore being around her, because that's just who she is. Yeah. She just takes shit, grabs it, go, she just takes off and it just is what it is. And, you know, she's not afraid of it. And it's just cool to, to, to listen to. Was there know? anything that completely shocked you? Uh, I don't think I was shocked necessarily. I think a couple of the things you guys were talking about on the bonus episode didn't shock me, certainly, but... It definitely gave me pause, and I thought, "Huh, okay, well, that's interesting. You know, yeah. that's something to to keep in mind, obviously, for the future." And in our conversations, in fact, she and I are going to meet just a couple of days, just for a drink. We're going to catch up. She's had a lot going on too, and just want to check in with her, make sure she's okay. And so we'll we'll talk about it because we have not spoken, she and I, like other than text message, since that episode came right. out. So I'm eager to get her take on it too. Well, I loved it. And we, like you said, we got so much feedback about it. So many people reaching out and saying things like, you know, her and my dynamic is very beautiful. It's something that people yeah. strive to have, especially if they play separately or they have more of an open relationship dynamic versus a swinger dynamic. Right. You know, knowing that there are women out there like her who aren't competitive or trying to steal your man or create drama or any of those things was very hopeful to people. It is. And and what I got from a lot of people, well, first let me say this, there really are not a lot of women out there like her. Uh, there, there <laughs> Good aren't. luck. Good luck finding a Susan. Yeah, there aren't. I mean, her and Jade, yeah, needles in a fucking haystack. Good luck. However, when you find those gals or they find you, you're fortunate enough for them to find you. You really should make an effort to enjoy their time and the relationship that you build with them and and covet them. They're amazing people. But what I got was, holy shit, it's amazing that you have that kind of relationship, that you and Brenna have that relationship with play partners. Uh, she sounds super cool. Uh, some folks, of course, that are going to have an opportunity to meet her, can't wait to meet her. And, you know, then the, some of the folks that have met her are like, oh, my God, it was so great to hear her. It's, she's exactly like she was when we met her kind of thing. And then some from complete and total strangers getting messages and emails, we got a, a couple of them, mainly from dudes, like, how did you do that? How do you pull this <laughs> off? Like, where do you find these women? Where's the blueprint, Brian? Yeah, I'm like, listen, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't find them. They approached me. I was lucky enough that they both approached me. Listen, I am, I'm just lucky to have crossed paths with them at all, her and uh, Jade, Susan and Jade. So, but You're yeah, a lucky there's... son of a bitch, yes. You have developed yeah. a lot of amazing relationships with a lot of amazing people, yes. and it's almost always them reaching out to you. That's yeah. what people don't understand. There's not a way to go find a Susan or a Jade. No, 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 no. I, and in fact, much to the point, because you asked her, because you've asked me, would Susan be someone that I would have dated you know, in my former life and that kind of thing? And I said, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly the type of woman I dated and, and would have and would totally have fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I'm, I'm sure I would. Which have. we talked about on the bonus episode. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I thought that was really interesting. That conversation was really eye-opening, in fact. But you don't just if you're looking for that, right? You're searching for Susan. You're you're not going to find her. Right. That, that's not a thing. You will never find that if you are actively beating the bushes trying to find this type of person, this type of relationship. That is just an organic thing that has to happen naturally. Yeah, I agree. Know? So yeah, don't don't go crazy trying to figure that out. So on top of all the feedback we got from last episode, we have received a lot of feedback about my threesome in Phoenix as well, which yeah. was the episode prior. And a lot of people reaching out wanting clarification on whether I play with couples or not, because we do not talk about it that often. No. And I will tell you guys, I am now actively seeking out the attention of couples for the first time in a long time, because both of my last two threesomes with couples have been with dear and long-term right. friends. Right. They're not just me meeting people on Cassidy and fucking them. Right. Uh, well, but I think I want to now. Well, and, and honestly, I think that's a big part of, well, clearly a big part of the success that you've had in that in that space with couples. So I, I totally understand why you want to replicate that. So I get it. I totally get it. I, well, and, on the other hand, I'm not looking for that. And one thing I wanted to clarify from the episode that Susan and I just did, because I also had several messages, especially on Instagram about this. I am bi. Right. Susan said in the episode that I am not bi. Right. I am, so I want to clarify that. And I'm very interested in couples, but it has to be, as we've said, literally 10,000 fucking times on this show, it has to be the right couple. Right. It has to be a couple that I click with both of them, that I feel the woman is equally as excited as the husband. All of those things have to be in place, and it's just very rare. So as we look to bigger events, like we said, we have Splash coming up, Splash Atlanta, then we're going to Naughty New Orleans, then we have our own events coming up. Yeah. I want to fuck some couples, but I'm not just going to fuck any couple it has to be the right fit 
Well, yeah, for you, you have to, and I think what Susan meant by that is that you're not like the typical bi woman. You have a very specific type that you're attracted to. That's just the way. Yeah, it is. it's still bisexual though. I'm yeah. still into women. It's just far less that I'm into men. Right. You are you are far more attracted to men than you are to women. That does not mean, however, that you will not engage with a woman you have to genuinely be attracted to her right and i i appreciate that more i mean obviously i'm much the same way i'm not going to play with a, a, anyone that i'm not attracted to i don't care the situation but for me from my perspective with the couples especially as of late because for whatever reason i've got a lot of them reaching out to me on cassidy for example and there are some real immediate turnoffs to me when i read a, a profile and when it's you know this real hard-lined uh, well, I'll tell you, there's two, actually. Two things that bother me the most. One is this hard-lined, we only do this, we only do that, you have to be okay with this, you have to be okay being filmed, you have to be okay being on camera, that kind of shit. You can beat rock, kick Where they're rocks. trying to call all the shots, right? Yeah, kick rocks, not fucking happening. Right. The other thing is, I've had a lot of couples really recently look at my profile, and a few of them reach out directly where it says distinctly in their bio they do not play with single men <laughs> i just don't fucking get it if look here's the thing you look at my profile as i've told you there is very few t times where i won't reach out and thank you for looking okay it's just a courteous thing to do that does not mean i'm trying to fuck you I'm not going to send you a backstage pass not asking you for yours just thanking you for stopping by if you're a couple who doesn't have any interest in single men or at least you identify yourselves that way on your bio, there's no reason for you to look at my my yeah, thing. Why, my whole thing why 10 even times. peeking? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I don't understand that. And then when when I reach out and say thank you, finally the tenth time, and they and they reach back out to me with some level of interest, my first question is always, well, it says you're not interested in single dudes or playing solo with men. I, I don't really understand why we're you know going down this road. They just disconnect. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, couples are tough, but I want to make it fucking happen. That is my goal for the summer. I want to connect with some amazing couples. I want to have some more bisexual experiences. I, I don't want to say goal, but that's definitely something that's on my like summer fuck it list, if you will. Yeah. So I'm excited to make that happen. I've got a couple of things. Obviously, I want to try to make happen over the course of the summer, and then of course when you know Pod Bash rolls around, we got a lot of stuff happening this whole summer into October, but I'm going to be a little bit less apprehensive, I think, than I have been in the past. I'm going to attempt to do that. I'm going to try to do that. It's just something I, think, I feel like I need to do. You said I a thousand percent agree. <laughs> yeah. You said I need to be more slutty because <laughs> I'm really not. I just think you need to be more spontaneous. I think you need yeah. to go where the wind takes tough. you more often and you're fucking horrible at that. I am. I absolutely am. Spontaneity is a difficult thing for me, particularly in this space. But Just uh, do what feels know. good. Be open to the universe, man. Well, the good news is we have a lot of opportunities because we're going to a lot of shit. We have a lot of events. We're, ho you know, we're hosting a lot, but we're also attending a number of them. And I'm going to use those opportunities, I think, to really start that ball rolling. I'm that, excited That's for my, you. my goal anyway. Well, my slutty ball has been really rolling the last couple of weeks. Just to give you Listen, guys an update on what I've been up to, it's been a lot. You have, well, of course, now you're going to take a little bit of a hiatus. Yes, I am. Like a week off from being a complete saluter. Well, I might be slutty one more time in the next coming days. And then I, I think I'm actually going to take a couple weeks off. I think I'm going to really focus on myself i want to get back into the gym i want to focus on you i want to go on a couple of really cool date nights i have some things in mind i want to go see the new guardians movie like yeah. i want us to be a little bit more vanilla and i mean you don't have to you can do whatever you want but i feel like for me i get very laser focused on cock let's be yeah, real no, you do you that is what do. fucking happens it's like that overtakes my life that is my number one priority and i you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's fun. You and I benefit from it. We reconnect. We have amazing intimacy. But I don't want to feel as if my entire life is is focused around sex either. Yeah, you're for you, cock is it's like tattoos. You get one, you want another one. You just can't help. <laughs> it's like yourself. chips. You can't just have one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, especially you no. Know, we've got uh, we got the ENM Summit coming up this month, so that's going to take us. That's a, a week of time that you know we're just going to be doing some stuff that we have to get done and the, the important stuff. So that'll you know that'll take up a week's worth of time. So yeah, I think there's a little bit of an opportunity for a little bit of just you and I just just our time. You yes. know, uh, which will be nice. And then, of course, it's full court press once we get back from the E&M Summit because it's Splash and then Denver and then Naughty New Orleans and then here and then Denver again and just all this kind of crazy shit. So, yeah, it's probably best that we 
take a step back just for a couple of weeks anyway. Well, my pussy fucking hurts. It is really, really sore. Yeah. I took a bath last night. Even easing myself into the water, I was like, holy fucking balls. My pussy is still sore. And I am over 24 hours removed from the last time a cock was in it. Yeah, we had to wait a couple of days before we could reconnect at one point because you were so fucking sore. So... I had a gentleman come into town. You guys have heard me talk about him before. He and I have had some very hot sexting sessions. He lives in California. We have been chatting for months now and just all of this fucking buildup. And I wasn't 100% sure he was even going to come. I really, truly thought he was going to fucking bail. He did not end up bailing, no. which I was very excited about. And that's actually the retelling that we're going to talk about today. And it got wild and I was so fucking sore from it. You're still bruised. And then the next day I had a play date with somebody that I have basically been lusting after for almost a year. It's been nine or 10 months. I met him for the first time at one of our events. He's a partnered guy. We've also talked about him on past episodes. He and I went out for a drink a while back, but we never really connected in terms of, you know, getting down and dirty with each other and finally made it happen this week. And it was fucking phenomenal. But there was also this part of me that felt like I didn't get to enjoy him as fully as I might want to because literally the day prior, I I was the most gigantic slut of all time. Well, yeah, because you had that encounter, then it was you and I, then it was this right. other gentleman you're talking about, and you were already sore to begin with. So, yeah, I could see why there was a little bit of a, you know, you missed <laughs> out on a few uh, opportunities there. But, yeah, it's been crazy. Just been fucking crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. I don't know much about this other than, of course, I've seen the bruises. Uh, which <laughs> they're are all still, over my body. Well, yeah, it's, they're absolutely highlighted. You can see them. They're all over your ass. And even out, actually on your arm, too, there's some, like, thumb marks on your arms, which is kind of hot. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm looking forward to hearing about it. But, yeah, I don't think it's a terrible idea to just you just take a step back for a little bit. We have a, we have so much shit going on, and these weeks fly by. I cannot believe we're already in, in fucking May. You well, know? and the other thing I want to say is we have a lot of people that reach out and are like, oh my God, it just sounds like you're fucking all the time. Not at all. And I get that from what we talk about on the podcast, because again, we're not telling you about these dips or these right. breaks that we're taking. That's not super exciting when we have a fucking sex podcast. Yeah. So of course I'm highlighting the hot shit, and I'm not talking about us going to movies or walking around the arts district and having yeah. a cocktail like those things aren't as exciting but I think for me it is very much an ebb and flow I go through periods where I'm super fucking horned up and all I think about is sex all I talk about is sex and then I go through dips where it's like you know I have sex with you that's lovely and of course I always want to have sex with you but I'm not really eager for any other interactions i'm not trying to make them happen if they land in my lap and they make sense cool but it's just not a top priority for me and i think it's important to note that because i I never want anyone to listen to our podcast listen to my stories and think that they aren't having enough sex or they're comparing their sex life to mine well it's also something people don't understand i mean we are active we're we're probably more active than most sure but it's also it's fucking exhausting for you. I mean, all the fucking dudes, it's exhausting going, you know, just communicating with these fucking guys. It wears me out and I'm not fucking them. Right. So there's a lot that goes into it. So yeah, as much as you hear about, or we talk about what we're up to, there are there are days where we do nothing. We work and go lay on the couch. Yes. We'll go to the gym, we'll go to work and lay on the couch. That's Watch what we shitty do. cooking shows. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what we do. Or just like the other day, we got done with work early, right? I went to the gym, did some recording. You and I had some shit we had to do. We were already near downtown. So we just spent the day fucking off going in and out of antique stores and record shops and having a drink. And, you know, before you know it, it's 7 or 8 o'clock and we're at home on the fucking couch. Right. It's not like we're doing this every single day. We're having crazy hot fucking monkey sex with different people every night of the week. That's not a thing. We do, however, go through periods, like you said, where it's two, three, four, five days consecutively where it's like, holy shit, what day is it? That happens a lot. <laughs> but then we got to take a break. Right. You know, because like we have like adult shit to do. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I, I think it's a fucking great idea. And, and I'm, I'm not a superhero. My pussy is not made of steel. I'm just throwing no, that out there. No, but clearly it's made of something special because this guy <laughs> that you're going to talk about today is already making a, a planning a trip back here from California. Fuck, you know? he better. Well, My pussy's gold, man. And I said to him, because I didn't realize <laughs> it when he and I were he and I were talking, I said, so are you here for work? Or you go, no, no, no. I just came to see Brenna. I'm like, Hold, hang on a second. You flew here overnight. You only stayed one night just to see you. That's a big fucking deal. Fuck yeah, And now he's trying, to, he's trying to plan the next one. So yeah, that's, again, there's, there's something to be said for that for sure. How does it feel to know that you are with someone who has a magic pussy? 
Uh, yeah, listen, it's impressive. You, know. <laughs> you should see the look on Brian's face right now. He thinks I'm fucking ridiculous. You're insane. You're totally insane, <laughs> as you know. It's a big deal. There's no question about it. I enjoy the fact that we, you and I, have this really unique effect and we have these unique connections with people. And uh, listen, for me, it's a, it's special. It's one of the things I love most about what we do and who we are, particularly as a couple, because I think a lot of these guys, even the guy that you met uh, or just played with that you're going to talk about, I think even he was surprised by our relationship. You know Probably. what I mean? Probably, yeah. Just by talking to him. You had left us alone for a little bit and while he and I were sitting at uh, at the restaurant. And, he, you know, he's really he was really very intrigued at the idea of how easygoing that we are and how I was – I mean, I wasn't giving him the fucking – the Spanish Inquisition. I was just talking to him. There were no hardball questions. I just wanted to get to know him as a person and we're just, just bullshitting. Yeah. And it was like sitting down with an old friend. That's what this should be, you know? And I think a lot of people find that strange. But it works. You know? It can be strange. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, well, we are. But. You know what's really strange is some of the behavior of fucking single men. Oh, God. Which Listen. we're going to talk about. We took a week off from Single Guy Tip last week because I really wanted to focus on Susan and her perspective on things and making sure I had plenty of time to talk to her about your and her dynamic. But we got to get back to it because it's been fucking crazy. And honestly, what's surprised me the most out of me talking about this particular thing, because I did multiple TikToks on this subject and I had many, many people, mostly guys that reached out and were supportive of the single guy in this pers- in this situation. So I want to get your perspective on it. Okay, I'm not 100% sure what we're going to talk about here. So yeah, I'm eager to hear this. Okay, so basically what happened was I was talking to a guy online and it was going very well. I was very attracted to him. We had exchanged numbers. We were texting back and forth. We were at the point of trying to find a time for us to meet, right? right. And we had already described each other physically. He knew that I was 5'1". I knew that he was 6'3 or 6'4". I mean, he had had lots of pictures of me, full body pictures. All of that shit had already been taken care of. And then we're at the point of trying to find, again, these logistical details or figure them out, I should say. And he writes to me and says, well, when we do meet, I really think or I highly recommend is how he put it. I highly recommend you wear a pair of heels since you're so much shorter than I am. And I was fucked off by that. I was so fucking annoyed because it's like, dude, you're a stranger. You don't know me. You don't have any right to to recommend what I fucking wear. I find that to be so incredibly misogynistic. I would never in a million years reach out to a guy and be like, hey, you're only 5'7 and I prefer taller men. So make sure you wear platform shoes on our fucking date. Yeah, make sure you have lifts in your shoes. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. So I put it up on TikTok expecting people to be like, yeah, that's shitty. And so many guys reach back out and we're like, you're making a big deal out of nothing and what's your fucking problem you're too uptight you know all the guy said was he'd like if you wore heels but why should he get to dictate that well that's not actually what he said he said he recommends that you wear heels he didn't say anything about i love a woman in heels that's a very different statement i mean i guess it is but i still think it's a shitty thing to say as a complete stranger yeah well what my point is or what i was going to allude to is simple This guy doesn't know you. You don't have any kind of rapport or relationship. Once you get to know someone for a period of time, then maybe you could have conversations about, I would love to see you in a piece of red lingerie, or I would love to see this or that. Those are conversations you have with people that you have a familiarity with. Well, I typically ask, like with the guy that we're going to talk about today that I had the experience with from California, I asked him what kind of lingerie he liked because he and I had so much rapport and I was so sure that this was going to be an amazing connection that I wanted to look good for him. But let me ask or let me reach out for those recommendations. The fact that this is a complete stranger who doesn't know me, who I don't owe shit to, that's recommending an article of clothing for me, I just feel like is so fucking misogynistic. And again, there is no counterpart to that, right? Like there, no woman is going to reach out to a guy and be like, make sure you're wearing taller shoes. Well, but well, that's just it. I mean, no, like I said, I don't know, a couple of weeks back, like these guys that are walking around some of these fucking clubs here in town stroking their cocks, like it's, it's just something normal i never see a woman you know playing with herself walking through a fucking club it's the same thing guys that that especially ones that you don't know guys that you've never met before they they just make these random assumptions or demands like dude we don't know each other yet so before you get to a point where you're suggesting or in any way shape or form recommending something like that we better have some kind of relationship we need to know each other if susan or jade 
like they'll both send me pictures of lingerie, not even necessarily them in it. Jade showed me a, she, like, she took a picture of lingerie laying on the bed one time the day before I was going to see her. Now I knew instinctively that that's what I was going to see her in. Right. That's that's fucking hot. That's a tease. I would never have asked her to put that on. Susan has done the same thing. I would never have asked her to put that on. Now, I definitely appreciate it. Right. But I'm not asking for it. And that's the thing I think guys don't understand. If you let a, a woman know that you enjoy her in something, you appreciate seeing her in something because you've seen something on her like that before, like, wow, you looked amazing in that. Thank you so much for wearing that. Or thank you so much for thinking of that. They're more apt to do that for you. You won't ever have to ask. Well, also, I do an amazing job. I will pat myself on the fucking back for this of asking ahead of time what guys are into, right? What are some of your turn-ons? What are some of the things that are really going to get the blood fucking flowing? I ask those questions. That's the time to say something like, I really love a woman in heels. Or I really love red lingerie. That is your time to tell me those things. And then I'll take it into consideration. I'm still not going to guarantee I'm going to fucking do it. But at least I have that information and if I feel like I really want to impress you or put my best foot forward with you maybe I'll do that but to recommend something to me because I'm shorter than you and the other thing I'll say is the second that he said that the first thing that came to mind is okay you don't like short women so why the fuck are you messing with me at all I am a very short woman well the other thing is it's like okay if this guy you said was 6'3 or 6'4 you're you're barely 5'1 like on a tall day you're (laughs) 5'1 right there isn't a set of fucking heels tall enough that's going to make you uh, tall enough to seem like you're not short to a guy that's 6'4 I'm a a full foot taller than you are right when you wear 3 inch heels you're still super fucking short (laughs) so what does he expect you to put on stilts I mean it doesn't even make fucking sense right so if you're not into short women then why are we even having this conversation it's totally okay if I'm not your type it's totally okay if I don't fit the criteria of what you are attracted to but don't try to mold me into something you're attracted to by basically commanding me to fucking put on heels. Yeah, listen, 5'1 or 5'5 five, five to someone who's 6'4 just doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, so I just, I think, again, it's about tact. It's about making sure that you're presenting those things in the right format with the right tone. Yeah, for sure. And don't fucking recommend shit to me. Listen, a man telling me what to do or making me feel as if he wants me to do something that I don't want to fucking do makes me want to do the exact opposite. That brat mentality kicks yeah. in so fucking hard. And it's like, I want to do whatever the fuck I can to go against your wishes. So don't fucking do that. Let's work in collaboration. Don't make me feel as if you're imposing your will on me. I don't even tell you what to wear. Fuck no. And if you did, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't bother. Again, if you were like, oh, it'd be so sexy if you put on that piece of, you know, blue lingerie that I love tonight, that would be different than make sure you're wearing that piece of blue lingerie when you come in here. Those are two very different tones. Well, more than really more often than not you're wearing something or you'll you'll buy something i won't even know it and you're like take a look at this tell me what you think kind of thing i have no fucking idea what you're wearing i'm not i don't dictate what you wear <laughs> right. i have a hard enough time figuring out what the fuck i'm gonna wear <laughs> so i I, I just don't have the uh, the bandwidth for that smart so, man don't even yeah. try to have the bandwidth just know that you i'm know? gonna look good i'm gonna show up looking good and if i don't as a guy who's meeting me for sex you can turn me down absolutely you yeah. have that right yeah but to your point though if, if you were communicating with a guy and you said to him, listen, you're, you know, you're like five, six, five, seven. I typically date taller men. Would you mind maybe doing something about your, can you do something to look taller? Like, could the- you imagine? I would never. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking crazy. The idea of that's ridiculous. And the fact that so many men reached out with such a fucking hard on about it tells me everything I need to know, which is that this is a very misogynistic fucking space. As much as we don't want it to sound like it is, as much as guys want to paint it as, oh, this is such a female led space, bull fucking shit. Well, the partnered are- guys know that it is. It's the single guys that don't but a lot of the guys reaching out to me on tiktok with shitty ass comments were a thousand percent partnered men yeah and i doubt very seriously they're telling their partners what to fucking wear or what size shoes to wear i certainly hope they're not and if they do that i think their women should fucking punch them in the faces just saying i think it's an opportunistic situation where they had a chance to chime in where they don't normally because i i doubt very seriously any guy who was partnered is telling his lady hey you need to wear these shoes this dress i mean i just I, there's not a fucking I certainly fucking hope not and if you are fucking stop it so there's your single guy tip yeah be smart about it guys so moving on to a guy who absolutely did not try to tell me what to wear he told I you he didn't want you to wear anything I asked him what he would like to see because I was so enticed by him and wanted to be so impressive to him so we're gonna talk about all of that and how I ended up with some of the most beautiful bruises all over my fucking body but first we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast 
This episode of FPS is brought to you by Promescent. Picture this, gentlemen. You are with a new partner at a swingers event. You are so excited. They are sexy and you are so in the right headspace for it. But then all you find yourself doing is being concerned that you're going to finish too quickly. Promescent wants to take that anxiety out of play and make sure that you're able to just focus on your pleasure and the pleasure of your partner or partners, which is why they have developed two amazing products that we highly recommend to you guys. The first is their flagship product, the Delay Spray, and the second is their new new delay wipes. All you have to do is apply them about 10 minutes prior to play, allow them to absorb and go to work. They're going to make sure that you can extend your sexy bedroom playtime and not be so focused on not finishing too quickly. If you want to try these products for yourself and stock up your swinger bag for the summer months with things like condoms, lubes, massage oils, and so much more, you can do so now at a discount. Head on over to promescent.com FPS for a 10% discount on all of their amazing bedroom wellness products. That's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com slash F-P-S to try their flagship product, the Delay Spray, and all of their other products at a 10% discount. Let us know what you think once you try it because we love their products. This episode of French Porch Swingers is brought to you by Shameless Care. We love this company for many reasons, but the biggest of which is that it is specifically geared towards the non-monogamous community. And don't just take our word for it. Here's a user review on their website of their services. Sign up was incredibly easy, it's well-priced, and it arrives in a blank, discreet, black bubble mailer package. I'm having even better and more enjoyable times in the lifestyle thanks to this awesome service. If you aren't signed up, what are you waiting for? Do it now and just start enjoying the lifestyle even more. Shameless Care offers several different services, one of which is ED medication at an incredibly affordable price shipped discreetly to your door. All you have to do is go fill out a quick intake form on their website, and if accepted, you're going to get ED medication delivered straight to your door every single month. That makes it easier than ever to enjoy the lifestyle, no matter what your medical needs are. Plus, you can get at-home tests for STIs. Again, shipped discreetly to your door. You take the test at home and send it back to them. Get your test results very quickly. It couldn't be easier. And if you want a discount, all you have to do is go to shamelesscare.com and use our promo code FPS at checkout. Again, that's $30 off any of their services for one month when you use the code FPS at checkout at shamelesscare.com. Pod Bash 2023, we fully believe this is going to be the party of the year. And if you haven't been to a prior Pod Bash, let us tell you a little bit about what it is. First of all, you get the chance to meet other amazing lifestyle podcasters and party with them for the weekend. But a far bigger draw, in my opinion, is the people that you're going to meet. This is truly a community that is built. People come back to Pod Bash over and over again. It's the third year we're doing it. And you really do meet friends from all over the country. So if you're looking for an opportunity, not just to party, but to really connect with people and make lifelong friendships, this is the event for you. And for the first time ever, it's happening right here in Las Vegas, September 28th through October 1st. This is going to be the most unique pod bash yet. Full hotel takeover, multiple clubs, restaurants, private dining experiences, amazing pool parties, like Brenna said, with some of the sexiest, amazing people in this space. This hotel right now, we have 20 rooms left, folks. So if you're thinking about doing this, if you're thinking about coming to join us September 28th through October 1st for Podbash 2023, you cannot hesitate. You must make those decisions now. Reach out to us, members.frontporchswingers.com. Fill out a profile if you don't already have one. It's free, and you can see all the information there. You do not want to miss Podbash 2023. So... As we mentioned, and as I'm sure all of our listeners know, I fuck a lot. (laughs) You do. And I fuck a lot of hot men, especially. Okay, I'm very, very lucky in that way to have the opportunity to be with a lot of very attractive, wonderful people. This interaction with this man, and especially the lead up to this interaction, felt very different for me. It was a level of excitement and a level of anticipatory buildup that I have not experienced potentially ever in the lifestyle. 
Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, it was really interesting because, I mean, obviously the guy's hot. We met on a kink site. He reached out to me after I liked a couple of his photos. And I liked the photos because he's smoking fucking hot. But as we got talking, as we started kind of digitally communicating and and figuring out if we were in alignment with each other on kinks and all of that kind of stuff, it became very evident that what he wanted and what I wanted was so aligned. And that was incredibly exciting to me because I feel like I fall in between kind of two extremes. Like I'm not into the super sensual play. I'm not going to just, you know, have these very soft love making type sessions with people. I'm not really into the whole sensual massage thing. Like, you know, there are a lot of guys that fall into that space. And then there are a lot of guys that are into this incredibly hardcore kink play, right? right. They want to come in, they want to dominate, they want to fucking tie me up. And not that I'm opposed to that, but I'm realizing more as I go along that I kind of want a little bit of both. I want to be able to experience variety even just within one play session. And I love people that are multifaceted enough to pull that off. And there are very few men from my experience that are able to do that. Yeah, well, there's a, you know, there's something to be said for obviously level of skill, right? There are levels to everything. And as we know, there are a lot of fakes and phonies and frauds, particularly on kink sites, because it's real easy to get on there and say, oh, I'm a dom, I'm a master, I'm this, I'm that. And within a couple of fucking messages, you know, right away, they're full of shit. Right. So, but this is also a guy who didn't even try to do that. Well, that's for my him, point. He, for him, he wasn't forcing it. Right. For him, it was just like, this is, these are my interests. These are my pro proclivities. Do they align with yours? And they absolutely did. He's very much into impact play. He's very much into choking. He's into the more rough sex. Now he does have more, I would say, kink derived interests as well. But if, I think for the most part, we were very much focused on the sexual aspects of this. And it was just so interesting how like everything he would say when we were digitally communicating turned me the fuck on. Every time I would get a message from this man, I would read it and I would instantly get fucking wet. And that is so rare. Well, you listen, you've been communicating with him for a long period of time at this point. And every time you communicate with him, like whatever period of time throughout the day, you always make it point to tell me oh i've been chatting with him and this is what we're talking about and it's super fucking hot it's never a situation where it's like oh you know i'm not really sure i don't know if this is going to be a thing I don't know if it's going to work out it's never been like that well and zero red flags that's the other thing there are a lot of times where you know the communication will be going well i'm very attracted to them then they'll say something and i'm like ah i'm just not sure if we're compatible with each other or right. i'm not sure if you take this seriously or whatever that never happened and that's so fucking rare it was just like this little beacon of light in the kinky world for me being able to talk to him and communicate with him the other thing i'll say is it was perfect in terms of the level of communication leading up we would sext we would have these kind of back and forth flirting sessions all of that but it wasn't this constant barrage of messages and because of that when i would get a message from him it felt like this little naughty gift i was receiving does that make sense yeah and it also with the, the length of time that you guys were communicating it's real easy over that course of time like that length of time for someone to fuck up and stumble oh exactly right and if, when that doesn't happen that's really a fucking positive sign because all that time's gone by and they haven't fucked up yet that's pretty good well and my jaded ass with the number of assholes i deal with was constantly waiting for the shoe to fall sure. right so like two days before he reached out to me and he was like hey i have bad news and i was like let me guess you're not fucking coming yeah you're bailing you probably never even had tickets to fucking begin with i didn't say all this but i'm thinking it in my head i'm like so you're not coming he's like no no, no. It's just the bad news is i i still have to wait two days to get my hands on you and i'm like you fucking asshole yeah you told me that when we were standing in the kitchen i was like oh don't tell me and then he's like, you were like no 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 he's fucking with me so yeah listen he's also got a sense of humor i enjoy talking to him i thought he was very easy to talk to and very um hospitable he was friendly and yeah it was he was fun to meet well and like you said he literally came here specifically to fuck me yeah and that was really exciting for me because th to me that's very different than oh i'm just gonna be in town and we happen to be at the same place at the same time so we should fuck this is somebody who was enticed enough by me and our communication to book a fucking flight, take time off from work, get on his flight, book a hotel room, all to enjoy time with me. And that really meant a lot to me. Well, it goes back to what I say all the time. It's like, I don't want someone to have sex with me because 
the opportunity to have sex with someone is there. Yeah. I want them to want to be with me. I don't want you to just drain your balls. I want you to want to drain your balls with me. (laughs) If you're not into me, then this is just exercise and I don't need it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a big deal. So he comes, he's staying at a hotel on the strip. You and I go to meet him at a restaurant inside of the casino hotel that he is staying at. And Uh, And also kudos to him. Phenomenal choice in resort. If you're going to meet someone for the first time, for example, uh, as a single dude, and you're coming into Vegas, there are some places that if you stay, uh, we're probably not going to meet you. Right. We're, we're not. And, and that's not a that's not a slight on anyone in particular, but I am suspect of decisions that people make when it comes to certain things. Restaurants, lodging, those things are important. Yeah. And if you expect to be with my partner, the person most important to me, in some fucking do drop in, you are mistaken. That is not going to happen. Right. And like I said, kudos to him. Great fucking choice. So we go and meet him and he is looking fucking dapper. He has this button up shirt on. He is clean shaped. Like just, you can tell he really put effort into his look. We're basically dressed the same way. And we sit down with him and it was really interesting because... To begin with, I thought that he was talking way more to you than to me. And I thought I couldn't tell if he was nervous or if he just wasn't as into me in person as he thought he was going to be. But my neurotic head just started fucking spinning. Well, yeah. You, at one point, he said he was a little bit nervous, but you asked him how he was doing. And he was like, ah, a little nervous, but I'm OK. So, of course, he's nervous. He doesn't has not yet met you. Certainly has not met me, has had no communication with me. And at one point you stepped away, went to the restroom and you texted me. I'm not even sure if he's into me. I'm like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me right well, now? Well, I couldn't tell because I usually tell. when a guy's into me, it's the eye contact. It's the flirty glances. It's the little smiles. I pick up on those little nuances and he wasn't providing that. So I was like, I don't fucking know how this is going to go. Also, you have to keep in mind, this wasn't just sex. The things that he and I were discussing were very much a BDSM related scene, right? right? Like nothing overly scripted or anything like that. But this was very much about him being the dominant figure in our sexual scenario together. So in my mind, I'm like, I don't know how that's going to fucking work if the guy barely even looks at me across the table. Well, in his defense, he and I were really having conversations for the most part because you were also the only one at the table that was eating. You were having a salad. So he and I had the opportunity to talk while that while you were eating pretty much. So it probably seemed like he and I were dominating the conversation. But once I was comfortable enough with where he was at... That's when I was, I excused myself to leave you guys alone. I knew that at that point things would move forward. Well, everything changed the second that you were no longer there. Sure. Because all of a sudden his attention was on me. We were really focused on, you know, connecting with each other and understanding each other and kind of leveling out energy, if that makes sense. Because I think when you're in the mix, you are such a dominant alpha personality that people kind of acquiesce to you to some degree. I'm not saying it's done even necessarily on purpose. It's more of just this like subconscious thing that happens because you have such a strong personality. People kind of take a backseat to you. But as soon as you were gone, everything changed. Yeah, I imagine it did. You guys were because so let let me put this into perspective. I had plans, potential plans with Jade, which you didn't know about. I was going to surprise you with some things we she and I were going to do. But once I left, I had about an hour, 15, hour and 20 minutes or so before I had to leave to go meet her because, you know, traffic, all that shit, just 30 minutes away from where we were. So I was somewhat communicating with you a little bit just to kind of gauge, you know, the temperature and the progress. Well, what people have to know, in case you don't already know this, when you're in Vegas and you're in a fucking hotel, you're in a resort... The signal sucks. Your phone signal sucks. Even the Wi-Fi sucks. So you got to know that sometimes you're not going to get messages. In fact, I sent you a picture because he looks like a famous actor. And I sent you a picture of the, of the guy and you didn't get it. Right. So you've got to be very cognizant that you just may not always get those messages. So I stayed. I didn't leave the resort until I heard from you. Right. So, I, And it was a while. So I knew things were going well. Well, so anyway, when you left, you got up from the table. He scooted around to my side of the table and sat next to me. And we immediately started touching each other. Again, it was so interesting how just it was like a a switch was flipped in that moment. And all of a sudden, we're touching each other. I'm getting super fucking turned on by him. I feel his more dominant side coming out. He's kind of leading the conversation. He's telling me how beautiful I am, how attracted to me he is. And then I could just breathe. And I just, you know, I was able to just focus on creating this erotic connection with him and it happened very very quickly because we probably weren't even sitting at that table for 15 fucking minutes when he and i decided we were going to go up to his room right 
So we go up to his room and I go into the restroom. And again, I had asked him ahead of time what he wanted to see me in. All he said was, I love black lingerie on a woman. So I go into the restroom. I change into this very slinky little number. It's kind of a slip and it has black lace around the kind of the cleavage area and around the bottom. And it hugs my curves in all the right places. I feel very sexy in it. So I put that on and I also put a robe over it and I come out. And it, again, it was interesting how all of these things just progressed very quickly because we'd only spent 15 minutes alone together prior to this. Yeah. Now we're in the room together and we are immediately touching all over each other. We're talking about naughty shit we want to do together. He also asked me to bring a flogger with me because a lot of this was predicated on him wanting to provide some impact play for me, which I fucking love. It makes me melt. Oh, my fucking God. A man spanking me or using a flogger on me will turn me on unlike pretty much anything else ever in the history of sex. Well, I'll also say that's a pro tip. When you asked him what it was that he liked or what he wanted to see, a simple I love a woman in black lingerie is really a good answer because most gals have a piece of black lingerie laying around and it is not that fucking big a deal. You're not <laughs> right. asking for a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a really very safe, polite answer to give to someone when asked. So... There's your single guy tip of the fucking week. Just be smart and make it simple. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I take the flogger out of my backpack. I kind of lay it on the bed. He also had a window that was kind of facing out into this kind of cool view. So there was one moment I'm kind of pressed up against the window and he comes up behind me and kind of starts touching on my ass and touching on my hips. And he's like, I'm going to fuck you up against this window at some point today. And I was like, oh my God, yes, let's do it. <laughs> Is there anything better than being, you know, 30 stories up overlooking Vegas getting fucked? The answer is no. Just in case anyone's wondering, the answer is fucking no. The only thing better is being on the 61st floor and having a woman ride your cock on the fucking balcony. Well, I will say that's super fucking I'm awesome. sure it was, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah, 31 doesn't <laughs> hurt either. So, anyway, we started kissing each other very quickly. He is an amazing kisser. He just has these very supple, soft lips and he's very... It was interesting because, again, you have to keep in mind as I'm telling the story, a lot of our conversation leading up to this was about him dominating me, right. him being in a position of power, me submitting to him, all of these very rough elements that we had talked about ahead of time. But when we're kissing and he's touching me, it's incredibly sensual. And it became obvious very, very quickly or very soon on in this interaction that he is one of those multifaceted people who can go back and forth between the two very seamlessly. So for example, we're making out with each other. He's rubbing on me. He's rubbing on my ass. He starts kind of kissing on my neck. And then the next thing you know, there's this chest of drawers, you know, kind of a, a table that's under the TV. And it's perfect height for me to be able to kind of bend over it. So he has me bend over. He literally pushes me down, places me my hands on this chest of drawers and he just starts spanking my ass from the back and it was fucking amazing it was the perfect build-up he didn't just go straight into this hard fucking slapping he started off very kind of light and playful and i was giggling and he's like oh you like that and i was like yes i do so he started spanking each side a little harder and then he did something which i thought was so fucking hot he would like do a, a fast progression of spanks all on the same ass cheek and then switch to the other side and we've talked about this before on the podcast with my love of impact play when you can keep me guessing and you're kind of playing with my mind in that way and you're making me try to understand where your hand is going to land next that is so fucking exciting for me well it's also the add in you you need you can't you know you have to have something new and shiny otherwise you get bored yeah if you're going left right left right on this very like rhythmic pattern yeah. i'm going to lose interest very quickly so he really did an amazing job of again just like i said playing with my mind in that moment and then there was this moment that he kind of picked me up off of the desk and spun me around and we're making out with each other again and I kind of start stroking his cock over his pants and I'm like, I need to have your cock in my mouth. And he's like, okay. So he unbuttons his pants and kind of pulls them down. I pull down his boxer briefs, which were very sexy. My God, what a sexy pair of underwear for a man. They were black and silky and they had this great sexy waistband on them. They were just, it was hot. The whole thing was hot. So I kind of very slowly peel those down, 
revealing this fucking amazing cock. And I knew it was going to be great. I just knew that it was going to be fabulous. I had seen pictures. I had seen one very brief video. They did not do this cock justice. It was fucking amazing. It was thick without being overwhelmingly thick. It was long without feeling like he was going to hurt me if he fucked me. It was just perfect. And so I get down on my knees and I start sucking his cock and I start off very slow and sensual, kind of licking the underside of it, swirling my tongue around the tip of it. I'm looking up at him. He's looking down at me and it's very kind of connected and it feels like the chemistry is just fucking perfect. And then he starts face fucking me. And I can honestly say I think that there are a few things that I enjoy more than a man face fucking me with intention. There's a lot of guys that just want to jackhammer their cock into your mouth. That's not what he was doing. He was like grabbing my hair from the back, like a handful of it and pushing himself into me. And he started really slow at first. And it was like these deep, long strokes into my mouth. And then he would go a little bit faster and then he'd ease up again. And then there was another point where he's basically using one of his hands to choke me while he's pushing his cock into my mouth the entire thing lent itself to feeling like i was putty in his fucking hands this man could have told me to do just about fucking anything in that moment and i would have done it because it felt intentional it felt confident like he knew what he was fucking doing and everything he was doing to me in that moment had a purpose yeah it's that whole thing it's back to the sexual iq and an understanding of you know fucking read the room see what works and you know he started out slowly but obviously made it very clear you made it very clear that he could amp it up a little bit and he knew exactly how to do that without going from zero to a hundred and yeah I, I appreciate that so that went on for quite a while and I mean there's one point where he is having me deep throat his cock I'm choking on it I have slobber running down my chin I can feel my makeup is starting to run I don't give a fuck my hair was all down and curly and perfect when I went in there and all I could think of when I kind of when we finally stopped him face fucking me was I can't even imagine what my hair looks like right now because he's pulling it he's running his hands through it he's putting it off to the side so that I'm not getting my hair in my mouth while he's face fucking me oh my god it was so fucking hot so then he's like okay now I need to flog you and I said okay and he commands me to go stand by the wall there's a space in between the window and the bed where it's just wall and I go and I put my hands on it and you know reveal my ass basically for him to spank and to flog and he comes over and just very lightly starts kind of rubbing on my ass rubbing up my back onto my legs you know talking about how much he likes my thighs and everything and then he grabs the flogger and this is clearly a man who knows what the fuck he is doing he is not just wailing on my fucking ass he is starting very slow he's running the tendrils of the flogger up and down my legs at first over my ass kind of onto my back then he very lightly starts flogging me starts on my lower back goes down onto my ass then down onto my thighs then down onto my calves this is somebody who understands the sensations that you can create with impact play and he's fucking masterful at it also taking your attention away from any one particular area exactly again i mean i'm kept guessing what's going to happen next and it's so exciting for me and there was this one moment where i reached down and touched my own pussy while he was flogging me i'm soaking wet i can't even describe to you i it basically felt like i had just squirted right there i know that i didn't but that's how wet i was and he hadn't even touched my pussy yet at that point yeah well i mean i can only imagine because that night when you and i had sex you were literally you were you were wet everywhere it was on me it was on you it was just everywhere just going over what had just happened so in the moment i can only imagine So there was one point where he is really just flogging my ass hard. I mean, it is... It's hard. It's rough. It feels fucking amazing. I'm starting to get into this very like foggy mindset. And then he starts just very lightly using the flogger and kind of an upward motion on my pussy. And... It drove me fucking crazy. I thought he was going to make me come just from that. Between being in this kind of other world from the flogging and then this very fun, interesting sensation on my pussy from the flogger, it was mind-blowing. And so I don't really even remember getting onto the bed from there. I was so floaty. I do remember he told me to get on the bed, but I don't remember going from the wall to the bed. That's how amazing this whole thing was. And so I lay down on my back and he starts going down on me and to say that it was amazing would be an understatement this man is licking everything he's biting on my inner thighs which you know drives me 
fucking insane. Yes, it does. He's running his hands up and down my legs kind of aggressively, almost grabbing them while he's just devouring my pussy. He's flicking his tongue all over my clit. I came so fucking hard, I thought I was going to buck up and break his fucking nose. I mean, it was just otherworldly. Yeah, well, first of all, the idea that you were flogged, thighs nibbled, pussy lit. I mean, that's like, that's, that's the, the holy trifecta. grail for you. I mean, it's just where you're at. Like, that's where you live. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, so then he wants to keep licking me after I have that orgasm. And I let him for a little bit you're longer. You're too sensitive for that. And then I was like, dude, I need you to fuck me. Like, I need it fucking now. And so he kind of laughs. And I think he was taking his time prepping to fuck me. I really do think yeah. that he was kind of teasing me in that moment. And I'm just laying on my back. I'm playing with my nipples. My entire body is just, it feels like it's on fire in the best possible way. I am just, I need this fucking cock in me. That is literally the only thought I have in that moment is getting his fucking cock inside of me. And again, that's rare. Not that I don't love being fucked, but to have me in that state where I'm basically fucking like feral for your cock. Yeah, you're frothing at the mouth. You know? <laughs> yeah, like I'm a fucking rabid dog. Like, just give me that fucking cock. That is the mindset that I'm in. So the first push when he gets inside of me and stretches me open, I fucking lose it i almost came just from him pushing inside of me that's how amped up i was that's how sensitive i was that's how erotically thinking i was in that moment i mean i legitimately thought just from his fucking giant beautiful cock pushing inside of me that i was gonna come well yeah at that point you're I mean, you're over the top, right? I mean, you've already had an orgasm at least, but also when you get that sensitive, I mean, all bets are off. It, any number of things can fucking happen when when you have been orally pleasured that way. And then of course, penetration shortly after. There are very few times that I can make you come orally over and over before you just, you can't do it anymore. Sometimes I have like two in me, but that's yeah, about it. That's my so limit. so sensitive. Yeah, so he pushes inside of me. He's on top of me. I'm on my back. I'm playing with my nipples and he starts off very kind of slow and methodical, picks up the speed and then just starts fucking the shit out of me and I'm grabbing onto his arms there's one point he has my legs up on his shoulders and he's fucking me and it's so deep it's painful but in like the best possible way because he's fucking giant yeah, of but I'm I'm in such a state of pleasure that that far overrode any sort of pain that was happening. And I, I love being in that space. I feel like I'm challenging my own body in that moment. And that's a fucking turn on for me. So, I mean, w from there, we fucked in every position you could possibly think of. He is fucking me on top. It's very rough. He turns me over. He's fucking me from behind. Then this is so fucking hot. He wants me to get on top of him. So he's laying on his back. I climb on. I start fucking him. He is moving me up and down using my ass. He's grabbing onto each side of my ass, which is, I, I think, where most of the bruising came from. Yeah, for sure. In from hindsight, because he is just digging his fucking fingers in and basically like leveraging me up and down on his cock. And the look on his face when he is doing it is so much determination and eroticism. You can tell he is so fucking into this. He's looking directly into my eyes. He's just telling me how fucking hot I am. I have had one of the most earth-shattering orgasms I've had in as long as I can remember. I saw stars. I went black for a moment. I mean, it almost was near passing out. That's what it felt like when I had that orgasm riding his cock. Well, when you get to that point, for, for you, when you're that hot, heavy, and worked up, it's like you really, you do kind of go somewhere else. Oh, I was I mean? in a different fucking world. The only thing I was thinking about in that moment was having another orgasm. Like I was just anticipating it. And I, again, I know for me when sex is good, when I let go of all the neuroses, I'm not thinking about the fact that my hair's all over the fucking right. place. I'm not thinking about the fact that I'm literally sweating onto this man's face. I'm not thinking about any of that shit. So I'm riding his cock. I come and then within a couple of minutes, I come again and I squirt fucking everywhere all over him all over the bed i get up off of him he kind of moves himself away from the spot we were just in there's this giant fucking wet spot on the bed and because i'm in just this state of pure pleasure i didn't even fucking think about it yeah normally you'd be super fucking erotic about it yeah i'd be like oh i have to go get a towel i need to clean up nope didn't fucking do that so he has me get back on my back and this is where things get really interesting he has a towel he's sweating fucking everywhere at this point we have been fucking for 
easily an hour and a half. Again, in every position you can possibly imagine. And everything just kind of slows down. It's all of a sudden like the energy just completely shifts. I've seen this very rough, aggressive side of him, this very controlling, dominant side of him, which is so fucking hot. Now he's in a different headspace. He's in this very sensual, slow, connected headspace. There's one point where he's fucking me on top and I'm clinging to him like a spider monkey and he's sweating all over me and I grab the towel and I just start running it all over his head, all over his neck, on his back and he's moaning and then I start using my nails to give him like this little back scratch while he's just very slowly pumping into me. It was so fucking hot. It was so, I don't even know how to describe it other than fucking connected. Yeah, well, it's nice that, you know, that that kind of, difference in synergy you know you, you just go from one extreme kind of to the next but when it's when it flows that way and there's no weird kind of hesitation or adjustment that has to be made that's a you know that's a real connection so then he wants to fuck me up against the window and i'm like let's fucking do it so i present my ass to him hands on the window kind of knees bent so that he can get into me at the perfect angle he's fucking me from behind but again like it is slightly more rough than the sex that we had just had but it was still pretty sensual all things considered he's kind of rubbing on my ass he's gripping it but it doesn't feel super aggressive he's kind of at one point he reached around was grabbing onto my tits and kind of using that to pull me into him and fuck me it's and deliberate not as much as aggressive and i came again and i squirted all over the fucking windowsill all over him again didn't give a fuck then he puts me back on the bed on my back and starts with this very sensual fucking again and i'm like i want you to come on my face and he's like you do and i was like yes oh, I didn't know that. so he's fucking me and he's like when i am ready i'm gonna pull out and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna come on your face. I'm like, perfect. So he just before, you know, he he gives me kind of a warning. I lay back, and at this point, I'm so foggy, I just kind of like I was just sitting there with my face. Like I wasn't even doing anything. I was just waiting for him to come on me. And he finally did, and it was so fucking hot because it first of all, it lasted forever. He came for legitimately like two minutes straight. And when I finally open my eyes to see what's going on, he has this look on his face that is so fucking pleased and satiated and satisfied and happy and I was like oh my fucking god it was just this perfect connection and again his ability to go back and forth between aggression and sensuality and raunchier moments and neither of us giving a fuck that we're sweating sweating all over each other and all of these amazing elements just culminated together to create what I feel like was a very special session well a lot of that comes from that whole you know like we say all the time it's that build-up because you had this you know, some level of connection or familiarity with him because you've been communicating for so long, right? And then you finally get in front of that person and all of that built up time just comes out in that moment. Well, it was it was just perfect. Everything aligned just as it should. I was very attracted to him. I knew he had a gray cock. He was intelligent. He was respectful. He was communicative, but not overly communicative. Then we meet in person. And even though there's this kind of little hiccup of me thinking he's not super interested, once he showed- Yeah, that's normal for you though. Yeah, it is. And once he showed interest, it was like, okay, this is fucking on. And then the play session itself, just working so seamlessly and being this perfect mixture of pain and pleasure and orgasms and fun. I mean, we're giggling with each other throughout the entire thing. weren't taking it overly seriously. It was just fucking amazing. And I go in and clean myself up. And this is also very hot. I'm kind of like cleaning myself up. I'm not fully dressed yet. I think I just had a top on, but no bottoms. And he knocked on the door and I was like, hey, uh, you know, I'm still getting ready. He's like, do you mind if I come in? And I was like, no. So he opens the door and comes in and he's still naked. And he's like, I just want to get one more look at you before you're fully clothed. And I was like, fuck, that's hot. Smooth move. Yeah, it was sexy. So anyway, I get myself cleaned up. He gets himself cleaned up. We come down to meet you. I'm a fucking wreck. I mean, my makeup is gone. I kind of tried to pull my hair into a bun, but it was a fucking mess. I know that I'm sweaty. I had gotten kind of in the shower, but I think even after getting out of the shower, my body was still in like sex mode. Yeah. Yeah. So I I still felt sweaty and kind of dirty. I kind of didn't even give a fuck. I was just so into the whole thing. And so, yeah, that's the story. (laughs) Well, I think what's interesting for people to know, because, you know, we say this a lot and and to encapsulate 
encapsulate just what I, what we mean by it. You know, we're easy people to get along with. Like we're we're easy if you're if you're a solid dude, you're a solid couple, solid person and you are in our space, like we are the most hospitable, accommodating people. I think our friends would absolutely attest to that or people that know us will. You came down with him. You and I were going to, you know, just go have a drink because we were downtown. It was during traffic. Obviously, we were not going to drive all the way home and that shit. So we were going to go over to the arts district and have a drink. We invited him to come with us. So he came with us to one of our favorite places, just hung out and had a drink. I don't think there's a lot of people that could really wrap their heads around that. No. You know, it's, it's a weird thing to say but i mean listen in my opinion if you're a good enough person that you're going to be permitted to spend time with my partner then i should certainly be able to have a drink with you afterwards right right? i mean i just don't see any reason not to well the guy came all the way here from fucking california at least you can do is have a drink with him yeah it's the effort right somebody puts forth that effort you want to reciprocate that effort right right in kind so yeah i think it was a really great experience for certainly for you i guess uh but i enjoyed meeting i enjoyed the entire experience and then you and i went home and as much as you were sore we had at it so yeah and i was was like go slow with me and you're like okay yeah (laughs) it started slow and then i was like fuck me harder (laughs) yeah it didn't work out that way never ends that way yeah it was it really was a great experience and the other thing i'll say is I, I kind of expected, not that I expected, I assumed that there was the possibility that he would get home from this and that would be like the last I hear from sure, him, right? Sure. He came to Vegas for kind of this, you know, one and done thing and that was the end of it. That's not what happened. We've stayed in contact every day since then. He's wanted like bruise update pictures because we're both super turned on by the fact that his marks are all over my fucking body. So I'm sending him pictures every day of what the bruises are looking like in transition and he's turned on by that and he wants to come back again. Again, already looking at his calendar to make that happen. So this is a guy who felt that connection as much as I did and wants to make the effort to see me again. And I have no words to describe how much I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's nice that, again, you were able to have this connection with him, but that the, the entirety of this situation worked out. He's comfortable now with obviously coming back and he and I got along just fine. And I think maybe potentially when he comes back, maybe he'll spend a little bit more time and we can get to know him a little bit more, But uh, or at least I can. But uh, yeah, I think it was a fucking great experience. Probably one of the best uh, in a long time. Certainly was for me. It really, truly was. So huge shout out to you. I hope you're listening right now. You're fucking awesome. And if you guys want to hear more about this, I I saved a couple of details specifically for our Patreon members, and they're going to be hearing them on this week's bonus episode, which is available exclusively on our Patreon community. And you can find that at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. We offer bonus episodes as well as access to our chat group and our Snapchat and other things as a thank you for sponsoring us in the show. If you want the naughty your shit, including some really hot scenes I've had lately. You can find that at OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. Brian's is available at OnlyFans.com slash Buy Hyphen Zaddy. Make sure you check out all of our upcoming events and sign up for them ASAP at members.frontporchswingers.com. We have a lot of stuff coming up right in the next few weeks, like the ENM Summit, so we'll make sure to let you guys know how that went. Uh, we'll be putting out some writings and things on that because we think it's really fucking important. And what else am I missing? Well, like I said, uh, you know, earlier, Pod Bash. Anyone who's seriously thinking about coming, there are about twenty rooms left. That's it. Uh, September twenty eighth through October first. If you have any questions, reach out. But do not hesitate. These rooms are not going to last, and when they are gone, they are gone. That is it. Yeah, yeah so we want to see you there. It's going to be fucking amazing. I cannot tell you how excited I am about Pod Bash. All right, that's what we have this time for you guys. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, everybody.